0: Hey, everyone, it's Kelly, one of your hosts. And it's also Kristen, your other host. And this is the Dark Highways podcast. And now we are on the second episode for our Massachusetts part of our road trip.
1: Yes, what a thrill. And Massachusetts has a lot of good stuff.
0: Massachusetts does have a lot of good stuff. Uh, In fact, our history episode... It's going to have so much good stuff. It might even be two parts. We don't know yet. But Dang. I know it's a little crazy, but I am ready for our spooky story, which is what Kristen has for us today.
1: Yes. And it is kind of long, so I'm just going to get right into it. So there's a little bit of background that I'm going to tell first, and then I'll get into the story. So I did not know about this place and I'm a spooky aficionado and uh, did not know about it so maybe the rest of you have good for you don't rub it in my face um I'm just trying to live my life and do the best that I can anyways I'm about to tell you about the story of the S.K. Pierce Mansion in Gardner, Mass so um fun fact this is where our sister got married Uh, Not at the mansion, but in that town. Sylvester Pierce was a wealthy businessman who achieved his fortune as the owner of the S.K. Pierce and Sons Furniture Company. To show off his success, he decided to build a decadent, ornate, grandiose, 7,000 square foot Queen Anne Victoria mansion. The house boasts artistic details throughout its 10 bedrooms and 11 foot ceilings. The craftsmanship was so incredible that it took 100 men a year and a half to complete. Once his mansion, fit for a king such as himself, was complete, he decided to invite only the upper crust, those worthy, to his new estate. His guest list was where the grandest icons of the era, including former president Calvin Coolidge, Minnesota Fats, Bette Davis, P.T. Barnum and Norman Rockwell, while also serving as a well-known meeting place for the Freemason Society. Unfortunately, as sometimes happens, the grand lifestyle SK Pierce envisioned for himself was going to be short-lived. The downfall started when Mrs. Susan Pierce, his wife, mysteriously succumbed to a bacterial illness just a couple weeks after moving in. After a year of mourning, Pierce married Ellen Pierce, a woman 30 years his junior, with whom he had two more children. Ew. Pierce passed away in 1888, leaving behind his new wife and their three sons. When Ellen Pierce passed away years later, the three sons bickered constantly over ownership of the mansion and who would chair the business. The Great Depression ended up stifling the business and eventually... S.K.'s youngest son, Edward, took control of the mansion. Because of the troubling times, the success of the business downturned and the upkeep of a 7,000-foot mansion was more than a burden. Edward then turned the mansion into a boarding home where some unsavory activities, such as drinking, gambling, and prostitution, became the norm. There were even tales of murder. It is said that a sex worker was strangled in the infamous red room on the second floor, while another boarder, a Finnish immigrant named Inosari, Sari, burned to death in the master bedroom in 1963. Some believe that this was spontaneous combustion, as there was little damage to the surrounding room. Another story has a young boy being drowned in the basement. Because of its sordid past, rumors, and unsavory happenings, the ownership of the mansion has been unsteady at best. In 2009, Edwin Gonzalez and Lillian Otero, homeowners of the mansion, attempted to restore it. They heard the stories of the mansion, but weren't convinced it was haunted. However, during their short two-year stay, they experienced a lot of paranormal activity. But probably the most chilling was Otero's message from a spirit to walk down to the basement and dig in an old kiln. This is where she found several old bones, one of which was identified as a child's pelvic bone. The author of Bones in the Basement, Joni Mayhem, wrote about the couple's experiences. And it seems that in 2011, the couple seemed to be fed up with their paranormal experiences and fled the house, abandoning their dreams. Today, the house has had many functions, a haunted house attraction, private investigations, paranormal research, and supernatural events. Overnights are available to those who are prepared and brave enough to do so. The owners of the current house, workers, and guests have experienced disembodied voices, chants, and full-body apparitions. Furniture will move on its own, and screens will fly off from the windows without explanation. People have heard doors slam and the sounds of disembodied footsteps on the stairs and hallways. You could feel sudden drops of temperature, rancid odors, and even see shadow people. What's not typical in the haunted house, but what does happen here at the SK Pierce Mansion, are the sounds of roars, almost like lions echoing throughout the house. Many believe that this is the former Mr. Pierce relaying his extreme anger or displeasure with the current state of the home. One visitor was shaken when she felt pressure of hands attempting to push her down the massive staircase. Another, more shockingly, was almost forced out of a third floor window. Many paranormal specialists have declared that the entities and their activity in this mansion are more advanced than they have ever seen. And that is what is leading me to tell you the story of the S.K. Pierce mansion. That
0: is freaky. That, before you get started, kind of reminds me of um, not The Haunting of Hill House, the series, but the original movie, The Haunting.
1: Well, okay. Well, I have to tell you something about that after my story. Okay, okay. go for it. Katie okay. and Bruce were avid ghost hunters, lover of all things paranormal and best friends which is why they were so thrilled to win a four-day stay in the infamous S.K. Pierce Mansion in Gardner, Mass. Being from North Carolina, the drive was manageable and worth the opportunity to spend the night in what Massachusetts claims as its most haunted location. The rules for winning the competition were simple. You must stay on the property for the full four nights and days. You must document anything paranormal, and you must not have any contact with the outside world, unless it's an emergency. Easy enough, they thought. They lived for scary movies in the prospect of having a spooky encounter themselves one day. And the S.K. Pierce mansion greatly increased their chances of having their first paranormal experience. Arriving just before dusk, the two met with the caretaker of the mansion who re-explained the rules made them sign a detailed injury waiver, which was a bit alarming, and handed them equipment and promptly left the two of them alone in the house. Filled with excitement, the two started setting up equipment and put their items in their respective rooms. Katie took the red room, a bedroom that has rumors of a sex worker being killed by a man named David when the mansion was a boarding house. Bruce took the blue room, it was less known for paranormal activity, but he was the least brave of the two of them, so it made sense. By the time they were done getting settled, it was almost 10 p.m. and they were exhausted. With the solemn oath to not let their hopes of a paranormal encounter interfere with their scientific research, they wished each other good night. Night one. Exhausted, Exhausted, Katie passed out in bed almost immediately after saying goodnight to Bruce. She had been so exhausted she didn't even think about the room, the stories told about it, or where she was. She just drifted off to sleep. At 3.03 a.m., something woke Katie up. She wasn't even sure what it was. She didn't hear anything. She didn't feel anything. But she was jolted awake. Wondering if maybe she just had a bad dream she didn't remember, she laid back down and tried to go to sleep. After a few moments, an odd scent filled the room. It was a mix of cigarette smoke, fire, and maybe something else, something putrid. Katie shot up, frantically glancing around the room. Is there a fire? After her initial scan, she didn't see anything and decided to check the house. Maybe some equipment caught on fire. Nothing. Nothing seemed amiss, and the scent wasn't in the hallway. It just seemed to be contained to her room, the area around her bed. Cautiously, she made her way back to the bed and laid down, hoping that maybe this was her first paranormal encounter. The next morning, Bruce and Katie recapped their nights. Bruce slept solidly throughout the night while Katie mentioned the smell of smoke. Bruce perked up and said, Oh, maybe it's from the man who spontaneously combusted in that room. What? Katie asked. Oh, you didn't know? A man spontaneously combusted in that room. They initially thought he fell asleep while smoking and that's how he died, but nothing else in the room caught fire, just him. Both giddy now, they decided to check their equipment and explore the house. Other than a few odd shadows and the slight billowing of a curtain in the main room, their equipment didn't capture much. However, when they went to the basement, the feeling of the house completely changed, and drastically. Upstairs, you would get the feeling of being watched by someone, something, but the basement felt different. It felt ominous. They decided to move an additional camera and audio recorder to the basement before they had dinner and went to bed. After dinner and some light chit-chat about ghosts, they documented their findings on day one and headed to bed. Night two. Bruce wished he hadn't had that second glass of wine before bed as he was laying there, fighting with his bladder. He was so tired, but nature was calling and he had to pull himself out of bed. He slowly got up, left his room, and made his way down the hall to the bathroom. Washing his hands, he glanced up in the mirror and saw that the door to the bathroom was open. He whipped around. The door was indeed open. How did that happen? When did that happen? He absolutely shut the door before going to the bathroom. He dried his hands, shut off the light, and tentatively stepped into the hallway. He slowly walked towards his room. His anxiety was heightened with every step. He felt a million eyes on him. The air felt heavy, ominous. As he was passing the stairs, he tripped. Or did he feel a nudge on his back? Scared, he sprinted back to his room, closed the door, and jumped into bed. With the covers pulled over his head, he felt a little bit better until he could hear footsteps in the hallway. Please, God, let that be Katie, he thought to himself. What was that? He was panicked now. Was that the door handle? Was it turning? Dear God, do not open the door. He heard the slow groan of the door being ever so slightly pushed open. He was holding his breath as he heard heavy footsteps approach his bed and stop. Whoever, whatever it was, was at the foot of his bed. After a few moments and him garnering all of his courage, he threw back the covers. Nothing. Just the door slightly ajar, no one in the room. The next morning, less eagerly, The two rehashed their evenings. Bruce, bleary eyed told Katie everything. Katie was excited and hoped they had caught something on camera. She, again, was awoken at 3.03 a.m. by the smell of smoke, this time accompanied by footsteps in the hallway. Katie, still excited, and Bruce, much less so, decided to check the footage on their equipment. Again, a few shadows, some small items moving, and the sound of footsteps were captured on everything upstairs. They made their way down to the basement to check the footage on the equipment down there and were alarmed to find that all of their equipment had been thrown around the room. Their cameras were knocked over. One of the recorders was open, exposing the tape, clearly not having recorded anything for the entire evening. Where was the final recorder? The ominous feeling from the day before had intensified with their recent findings. Bruce was almost trembling as his eyes surveyed the basement for the recorder. Katie, slightly more brave, walked to the far corner of the basement, where the overhead lights just barely grazed the cement walls. Was that the final recorder? Over there at the dip of the floor? Katie made her way over while Bruce tried to take a deep, calming breath. Katie... Maybe we should just leave it. I feel like we need to get out of here. Katie continued walking, and before she could reply to Bruce, the sound of the door slamming made her scream. What was that? She cried. The basement door. Bruce whispered out. He charged up the stairs to try to open the door. Nothing. Pushing against it with all his might, slamming his shoulder into the side of it. Still nothing. Fuck, 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 he cried. We're fucking trapped in here. Okay, let's just calm down. They can't hurt us. Maybe there's a storm door we can get out of. We just just have to stay calm, Katie said, tears forming at her eyes. They surveyed every corner of the basement for what seemed like hours, but was maybe only 30 minutes, when they had only one place left to look, in the dimly lit corner where the recorder was. They linked arms and slowly made their way over to the recorder, when bang, it sounded like something hit the basement door. They heard loud thuds all around them, seeming to come from everywhere and nowhere at the same time. They dropped to the ground and screamed and cried until it stopped. Catching their breath, they noticed the light seemed dimmer now. Katie took this chance to run up the basement stairs to check the door. Still didn't budge. As she made her way back down, she fell. At the bottom of the stairs, grabbing her knee, she yelled, Someone push me, something push me, Bruce. He ran over to her to help her up, both more determined to get out, and made their way over to the dark corner, to the recorder. The corner that seemed even darker now. Were the lights dimmer? They could barely see anything and didn't have their phones to use as a flashlight. Feeling around in the barely lit corner, Katie felt a door. Oh my God, Bruce, a door. I found a door. Together, they opened the door and stepped inside. It was a long, narrow hallway. This has to lead to something, right? Bruce said as he entered the hallway. As he was completely inside the underground hallway, the small doorway to the basement closed behind him, enclosing them in the dark. Day four. Sam made his way back to the old SK mansion to check on the winners of the competition to see how they fared. He only worked during the day and although the mansion made him uneasy, he didn't have anything too terrifying happen to him. Plus he lived in Gardner and would rather have this job than a job where he had to commute into Boston. He could take a few uneasy feelings in the daytime if it meant saving time and energy on a commute. He opened the door to the home and called out. Silence. Hello? He yelled again. Searching the home, he found all of Katie and Bruce's belongings. No signs of struggling, but no signs of the pair either. He walked to the basement door, which was ajar, and thought that maybe they were downstairs and just didn't hear him. He hated the basement. When he approached, he saw that the light was on, And walked down a few steps to peer in. No Katie, no Bruce. All the
0: equipment was set up as it should be. Where did they go? And that's it. That's the end of the story. I am definitely Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm definitely Bruce. I literally in my two by two apartment, I sprint from the bathroom to our bedroom, which is all of three feet apart. So. No, and also the basement. No, unless there was like 40 of us and I could stay like in the middle of the pack. No, no to the basement.
1: So. It's funny that you bring up Haunting of Hill House because there was a true and this is where I got the inspiration for the story. There was a true competition that people could win to stay in the SK mm-hmm. Pierce Mansion and the condition was they had to binge watch Haunting of Hill House before they went in. Oh really? So, yeah, so it's supposed to give them the real life experience of Hill House but with like without all the yeah. theatrics and everything. So, Perfect. it's just they had to binge watch it and then go right into the house and stay That's awesome. I would love to do something like that, like yeah. as a group.
0: That would be I so fun. Me like too. definitely not by myself.
1: So another fun fact is that um there is an underground tunnel from the SK Pierce mansion to where Sylvester K. Pierce, SK Pierce um worked. Oh so his furniture business, he actually created a tunnel beneath the road connecting the two structures so it's possible that someone could stumble upon this tunnel that's wild and get lost down there forever that's wild i know that was like a big thing like in
0: massachusetts
1: they would they like i know they did it for so many things like um the Northampton uh, state hospital yeah state hospital. like all uh- Where there's tons and like I don't know what the
0: lighting was like down there, but apparently not good enough for people not to come out and kill other people. So I know, like, not a great idea. The tunnels,
1: not great. Nope, wasn't. I mean, in theory, it works out. Like, if you believe that nothing would ever go wrong, that no one would ever be hiding (laughs) down there. Like, oh, we can do this to avoid potentially hostile patients. And be able to walk from building to building without um, getting hurt or whatever. But then you don't think about, okay, well, what if a patient gets down there? Um, A criminally insane patient gets down there and wants to hurt you in the dark where nobody can hear you scream.
0: Well, exactly. And (laughs) even it could be like another like crazed employee or something like that. Or it could be like anyone could hide down there and kill you. That's the thing. Doesn't have to be anyone special. Anyone could hide down there and kill you. And the old average Joe. The old average Joe, you know? Um, so I do have something to say about the spontaneous combustion. I just don't get how that works. I mean, like it's been explained to me, but I just don't get it.
1: (laughs) But I just still don't get it. It
0: It Um, bothers me. I guess that it can even happen.
1: Yeah, it's it is alarming for sure. I definitely, I saw something on it too, but I don't remember. Um, what exactly something with like the fat and like smoking. And then if you smoke a certain way, it like lights the fat on fire. So it, it creates like an internal like furnace inside of you. And then by the time it burns out, like it extinguishes itself, something like that. Which is
0: insane. Which is like,
1: no, I don't
0: like that at all.
1: Agreed. But do you want to see a picture of this place? Cause it's really cool.
0: I really want to go to this place. I'm
1: not going to lie to you. I know. I want to go too. I'm going to show you um, how it looks originally. Can I share my screen? Yes. Oh, that's really pretty. So, as you can see right here, really pretty. So, this is it before, but um, let me find uh, this is it now mm-hmm. so they've redone it to make it look like more dark ominous gothic mm-hmm. which i approve of i also approve of this is the staircase that um some people have been reported being almost pushed down yeah i'm that's like that's the perfect staircase to push someone down yeah it's i mean it's a beautiful staircase and i could see myself thinking you know what i should push somebody down this yeah so <laughs> like if i were and be like yeah.
0: this is Ripe for pushing, yeah, exactly. Like that. If I was just haunting that place, I would push people down that all the time. Absolutely, it's a beautiful staircase to push. Um, and this is the red room. I feel like anything called the red room is a red flag, red rum. Yeah, murder, murder, muck duck, if you will.
1: Um, let's see, are there any more? Like, I mean, there's just some, it's just a beautiful house, it is really
0: pretty. And like the bones in the basement, like some of them are children's bones. I know that's messed up. That reminds me of the haunting where like Hugh Crane would kill all those kids. Oh, yeah. And then, kill his kids. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they're like intertwined. Maybe like something was based off. Yeah. Of. Like it was somewhat inspired
0: by this place because. The original house, I think, in the books, too, takes place in the Berkshires.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to take. Well, you know, Haunting of Hill House takes place in New England, even though the actual house they filmed in is in Georgia, Atlanta or something. But,
0: but yeah, I think the book is hmm, Berkshires or whatever. But anyway, that is really cool. I want to go in there. Um, Me too. That's really creepy. I, like, here's the thing. I drink a lot of water throughout the day. I feel Bruce, you're lying in bed. It's dark. It's quiet. You're like, I don't want to get up. I
1: know. And my friend heard, you know, or smelled something last yeah. night. I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat. I don't want to get out and go pee. No, especially with and a big don't... house like that. Where's
0: the bathroom? It's probably
1: like miles away. I know. And it like down a long creaky hallway. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Ugh. No, you know, nope. No, also, I'm sorry. Um, I would be staying in the same room as my friend. We would be sharing a bed.
1: (laughs) Okay. Sharing a bed for safety.
0: Exactly. I'm not going to stay in my own room. Like, what is that? Okay. They were brave. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not that brave. I don't care if I, no, I actually would not sleep at the foot of the bed because something would suck me under the bed and (laughs) I would be no more. They'd be like, oh, where'd Kelly go? Oh, she's gone. She's gone. R.I.P. by the monster in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. I bet you so many people died there, dude. Rich people are messed up.
1: Rich people are so messed up. Like, So that's the, the thing is like all of those accounts. Obviously, some of them are. Legit because, you know, the bones in the basement, why would a child's pelvic bone be in the basement? well exactly
0: and the other thing too is like the first wife it's just a little sketchy that you know he yeah. died and then a year later he's like oh here's my 30 here's my 30, younger, younger wife yeah which is yucky I'm sorry it is yucky. yucky it is yucky like no and I get it like whatever back in the day people i don't care it was still gross i don't care if it was
1: norm i'm still gross
0: also like okay it's one thing sk pierce it's one thing to like marry an old guy for the money you know but then to have the kids with them that's Uh,
1: like a lot more work than i think a corpse oh god (laughs) she's basically a necrophiliac she had she had children with a partially dead man as far as i'm concerned oh god
0: Ugh. man oh
1: man that that's a rough go of it you know yeah it is yeah it is and then obviously like the house and the business drove all the sons apart yeah and then you know even when the youngest son won the house and the business it still didn't do much and then the mansion turns into a boarding house which We all know from, you know, very historical movies that those can be seedy places for travelers who, you know, want to stay on the DL. Yeah. A quote unquote boarding house. You know what I mean? Quote unquote boarding house. Yeah. But yeah, there's a book on this um, or on the experience of those two people who tried to fix up the place in 2009. Well, at least one account. And it's called Bones in the Basement because they found the bones in the basement, which is disturbing i
0: would love to know like all the things that they experienced in that house
1: because for we it to be to like so in that
0: intense house. that they were like, like all left right. after two
1: years yeah like and like houses in massachusetts are not cheap it's not like you're gonna get a fifteen thousand dollar house like you no. would down south no like minimum minimum that house had to be
0: like four hundred thousand dollars Oh, of course and like I'm sure if like you tried to sell our apartment on Zillow, they would be asking for like $300,000.
1: I know because it's ridiculous. New England is ridiculous. It is. It's so expensive.
0: And so it's just like, that's such a huge investment to just like peace out on.
1: Yeah. Just completely abandoned. So like, you know, shit went down. Oh yeah. There's abandoned a house. There's like that.
0: definitely some fucked up shit that happened there. I also want to know like, okay, so. They got the house. I wonder if they ever walked through the tunnel. Like
1: it was the business a part of the house that they bought or no, no, it's just the house. And so the most recent owner who has been restoring it for three years and has turned it into this like haunted attraction. um, He's the one who found the tunnel. Oh, really? So not the 2009 to 2011 people, the most recent owner. That's crazy that
0: like they didn't find the tunnel. So I wonder how big that basement is.
1: I mean, it's a 7,000 square foot house. So that's over three stories. It has to be at least, I would say 1,000 to 1,500 square foot basement. That's like five of my apartment.
0: Yeah. The basement alone. Sorry. Not the 7,000 square feet. Alone. Come on. Um <laughs> That's wild. I really want to go down there, but I want it to be well lit. And I Mm. want to go with some really brave people and I want all of the ghosts to take the day off when I go into the basement.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you ask nicely, maybe write them a nice letter, bring them some chocolates, maybe a Starbucks gift card, and they'll absolutely leave you alone. Sure. just be like hey here's a starbucks gift card Hey, pumpkin spice latte season here you go <laughs> use Boo. the app get your stars <laughs> yeah get those stars <sighs> oh man
0: yeah i think they'd bite um yeah for sure. sure there's probably more bones in that basement dude i
1: guarantee there's like absolutely bones if, in the basement.
0: The most recent owner just found the fucking tunnel. Yeah, there's more bones. There's I'm sure there's bones in the goddamn walls. There probably there's gonna is. be a part two
1: bones in the walls. Yeah, bones in the basement. Bones in the walls. I'm sure there's probably bones in the yard. They should dig huh. up the yard. Yeah. There's probably literally, I'm pretty sure actually there's no
0: wood in that house. It's all just bone.
1: It's just bones. <laughs> if the house is built, build, built. Of bones,
0: House of Bones, House of Bones. Man, we are selling hits, right? If
1: we were authors, yeah, I know. Wow, hits. Yeah, I'll sell you this story as a screen. What is that a screenplay? Yeah, you know, movies. Yeah, the movie, the movie books. Movies. That's what it is. Anyway, so that is the story of the S. K. Pierce Mansion, right there in Massachusetts. That's awesome. I. That's really awesome
0: really want to go
1: guys send in your spooky stories yes for crying out loud alien encounters sleep paralysis whatever the hell you want send it in and maybe you will hear it on our pit stop story even
0: if it's like an urban legend in your town or some weird story about like where you grew up Send it in because we love that shit. And again, love our it. email is darkhighwayspod at gmail.com. We got our Instagram, darkhighwayspod, Twitter, darkhighwayspod, even though I don't think we post much on Twitter, but whatever. No, it's it's like a lot of maintenance. It know? is. We only have time for one. We only have room in our I heart for one like, thing.
1: Okay. Uh, There's like four followers on there too. Oh, so. you know. Booming booming yes. business is booming
0: business is booming all right and yeah next week we'll have our uh, spooky history and then our af- pit stop and then our pit stop oh my god for. so we already recorded the pit stop and it freaked me the hell out it's a scary story i did not feel safe in my home after it so i'm so excited for you guys to hear it it is going to be a couple weeks away but you know what that's fine well, oh yeah, so it is next week. But if you count this week and next week, it's two weeks.
1: Yeah, it's te- It's early on this week, yeah. so technically it's like two weeks away. Right.
0: But anyway, it'll be awesome. Um, Next week's story will be awesome. Everything's just going to be awesome from here on out because October's coming and it's going to be
1: Halloween. And we have special treats for you yeah. for October. No tricks. All long- treats. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to take long pit stop and do a month of Halloween. Yes. All things fun. All things spooky. All things Halloween. All things Halloween, which is what we all want. Yes. And if you don't, you're wrong. Then you can either buck up or buck off. That's right. Don't come unless we call for you. Yes. But yeah, anyway, it's been nice talking to you guys. Um, So like, follow, subscribe, rate, review tell your friends, all the good things. And thanks for joining us on our second stop in Massachusetts. Thank you. Bye. Bye.